You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Kevin Wags. I give you A. And with that, we are back. The ACL pod featuring the one, the only, Mr. Cap'n Wags. Wags, Big Ten college preview today. We did the ACC earlier this week. Ready for some Big Ten football talk today, my man? Yeah, love it. Love the Big Ten uh, this year. I think uh, it's going to be a great conference, and um, you know the, the top part of that will uh, should be back, let's say, in national discussion. I think I would agree with that. We will jump into Ohio State shortly. Again, the website, guys, therealmrACL.com or acl-sports.com, whatever your pleasure. Pick one. They all take you to the same place. Packages are up. Every single football package. U.S. Open packages up as well. Podcasts, you can get them there. Or, of course, just subscribe, searching ACL, ACL Pod in any podcast platform that you like. We're available everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, at the Real Mr. ACL, at Cap and Wags. Hit us up with any questions on DMs. Or you can always email us or chat with us through the site as well. So that's all that. And we always appreciate those five-star reviews for the pod. They certainly help us grow. And we thank you for all that. Wags, jumping in. The Big Ten, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the, the Ohio State Ohio Buckeyes. State. Here are their numbers. Season win total, 11, minus 120 on the over, plus 100 on the under. Now, there are a handful of 10 and a halfs out there in the round, like the minus 240 range, right? So you can go 10 and a half over minus 240, or you can go 11, minus 120. I have some thoughts on that. To win this division, to win the Big Ten East, minus 320. To win the conference, minus 215. National title, 3-1. to one. They are the second favorite behind Alabama to win the national title, 3-1. to one. You might be able to get some 325, some 350s out there if you shop. But the consensus is 3-1. to one. To, make, to make the playoff, they are minus 255. Alert, Ohio State's going to be good, right? Yeah. Every year, right? Same, pretty much the same conversation. And uh, yeah, I mean, shop, 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 uh, three to one on the national title. I've seen it in local books as high as four and a half to one. And I pretty much have told everybody to jump on that if uh, you get that, because there's just value compared to what's out there on the national books. Um, Ohio State will be double digit favorites in every single game they will be double digit favorites in every single game and that include- say that again double yeah. digit favorites in every single game and you can get a win total at 10 and a half at 10 and a half or 11 around minus 110 minus 115 minus 120 range Correct. so for you to lose that 11 bet in theory if you went that route they would have to lose two of those double digit favorite games exactly and yes they do have you know a schedule that Opens against Notre Dame. They have They're to, minus 14 and a half on the look ahead. Minus 14 and a half against Notre Dame. They have Wisconsin at home. They have Iowa at home. And they have Michigan at home. All of their toughest games are going to be at home. Uh, they're, you know, they have two away games that, you know, at Michigan State, they should still roll. Minus and, 13 on the look ahead. Yep. And at Penn State. Minus 13 and a half on the look ahead. So... Yeah, Ohio State's going to be good. Um, C.J. Stroud is going to be good. Wait, he is good. He is the is he the rightful Heisman favorite in your view. He he is. I mean, especially with this team. Um, yes, they did lose their top two incredible receivers to the first round of the NFL draft, um, but they still have Smith Najigba, uh, an incredible five and and I should say incredible five star recruits that are going to help offset any losses that they have um oh and by the way one of those five-star recruits marvin harrison jr 
Um, and don't forget that they have Travion Henderson at running back with 15 touchdowns oh, yeah. over 1200 yards last year as a true freshman. Pretty um, good, huh? <laughs> and I, yeah, not, not bad. And surprisingly the, the, the one, I guess, I don't want to say question mark, but the one potential question mark is their offensive line, which could be a potential issue come January. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to have much issue throughout this regular season. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, um, you know, when, if they do go 12 and 0, 11 and one back to the national uh, championship playoff, then will they have that offensive line shored up in place operating as one cohesive unit? Um, that's the big question for me. Um, the other, I guess, and that's on offense potential downfall here for Ohio state is on defense. So, Again, historically a very good defense. They return eight players on defense, so you're like, hey, what's going to be wrong with their defense? Um, not much. They they do have a new defensive coordinator in Jim Knowles, former Cornell football alumni. Um, he is a defensive genius, comes from Oklahoma State, uh, who was a very good defense, who snuffed out a lot of very potent offenses in the Big 12. So he's going to bring that knowledge, that tenacity to Ohio State. They're really solid up front. They have a very good defensive secondary. Big question mark is, you know, can Tommy Eichenberg and that middle, you know, those linebackers in the middle step step up um, and make the plays they need to? So I agree with pretty much everything that you just said there. Um, One thing that's amazing to me, they had their first – two loss season last year since 2017 which is just incredible since ryan day took over there they lost two games last year home against oregon they were minus 14 they lost by seven and then of course the finale at michigan they were minus seven they lost by 15 so in a quote bad year for ohio state going (laughs) 10 and 2 um yeah outside of that they didn't really struggle i mean they beat penn state 33 24 as 19 and a half point favorites um, and they beat Nebraska on the road by 12. They were 14 point favorites, but everything else, you know, was basically a cakewalk. And remember, CJ Stroud had a shoulder injury last year. I feel like people aren't talking about that. He was just not himself around that time, middle of the year. He came back with a vengeance. I mean, they're putting up 33, 26, 59, 56 in the last four, four of the last five games. So, in my opinion, absolutely the rightful Heisman favorite there. Um, you mentioned their O-line, a bit of a concern there. I think that they'll be okay. The D-line is just incredible. Yes. Top five D-line by, by by my rankings coming into, into the year here. Now, some might say, well, they draw both Wisconsin and Iowa this year from the Big Ten West. Okay, granted, probably the two best teams in the West. So whenever you draw that from the opposing division, not necessarily the best thing. And then you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you look at the look-ahead lines for these games, Wags. September 24th, home against Wisconsin. Ohio State's minus 17. Yep. Okay. October 22, home against Iowa. Ohio State's minus 21. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, yeah. So they told you the, all you need to know. Right. Well, they get the bo- both the best teams out of the West, but also both both of those happen to be at home. So exactly. obviously a huge benefit to Ohio State there. Um, random stat I have written down in the last five years when Ohio State plays on the road, 80% of their games go to the over. Love so it. watch out for those road games. They only have four this year um, at Michigan yep. State, at Penn State, at Northwestern, at Maryland. Um, so just take a look, you know, do your homework. But again, it, 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 three of those four by stat, statistic, historical, recent historical statistics should go over. Yep. And one last thing here before we move on to Michigan, we talked about the win total. If you're looking at 10.5 minus 250 to go over or 11, you can get like a minus 110. In my view, it is high, much, 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 much more likely that this team goes 12 and 0 versus 10 and 2. If you're looking at it from like a distribution curve perspective, right? Do they land 11 and 1 the majority of the time in that situation? Yes, but barely because they're the 12 and 0 is very likely as well, just based upon the current spreads that they have. But for this team to win to lose two games, you would essentially have to hit a money line parlay of two of those dogs. Yep. Versus teams that they're playing. So um, one of my plays that I'm seriously considering here, Ohio State over, I'd much rather play the eleven 
if they lose one, fine, you push. But again, much more likely to go 12-0 than the first is 10-2. Yep, uh, don't disagree there. And um, yeah, this is a team I will be watching um, very intently all season um, going into likely where they'll be in the college football playoff. Likely, I say that because they are minus 255 to make the playoff. That is a fair point. And I will say this as, their, as far as their futures go, assuming they get by Notre Dame September 3rd, that number is only going to plummet, yes. right? That, you know, three to one that we talked about for the one in some, you know, faraway places to make the playoff, whatever, that number is only going to get worse. So if you like them, my advice would be to jump in now. Now, if you think Notre Dame is going to win that first game, then I would say you wait. Obviously, you're going to get a much better number if Notre Dame somehow pulls that off because that's a non-conference game anyway. So it doesn't matter as far as them winning the conference. Yep. So Absolutely. maybe that's the way to play it if you're if you're bullish on Notre Dame winning September third. All right, we are moving on to Michigan. Michigan Wolverines. A came absolutely out of nowhere last year. People remember, oh, they had a great year with Michigan. Of course, they made the playoff. Well, guess what? Their season one total last year was seven and a half. Okay, so their season one total this year off that big year nine and a half. Now a team that went from seven and a half to nine and a half. Minus 125 over, plus 105 under. To win this division, they are 4-1. to one. Of course, they'd have to get by Ohio State to do that. To win the conference, they're 6-1. to one. They won it last year. To win the national title, 40-1. to one. Make the college football playoff, plus 450. Look, Wags, this is potentially... There's some landmines in here, and it's why I haven't made an official play on it yet. Because the schedule is a joke, for lack of a better term. When a team goes from 7.5 and, and their win total to 9.5 the next year... Why? Because they had an amazing year. They went 11 and 1 in the regular season. That's usually a red flag for me. They lose a ton, a ton, including Aiden Hutchinson to the NFL as well. They have a new DC coming in, just a, a, a lot of turnover. But then you look at the schedule three games to start Colorado State minus 28 right now. Home Hawaii, home Connecticut, home Maryland. They're going to be four and zero. So if you're, sitting this, if you're sitting there with an under nine and a half ticket, you know this team's going to go four and zero. You're saying, "What the hell did I just do?" So that's sort of where I'm at with with this team, but only looking under as of now. Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm with you in that boat. Um, they totally outperformed last year. I mean, that's an understatement to say the least. They they played above their head, had one of the best defense. I mean, top five defense in the nation, uh, seventh, seventh as far as scoring defense in the nation, gave up just over 17 points a game. Um, truly, truly incredible. That said, they only returned four starters. So I expect them to face a little adversity here. Uh, good news, like you mentioned, schedule is a bit weak to start off. Um, they will start a bit, off a bit. They will start off four and zero. but three <laughs> of the next four games, uh, look at, at Iowa, at Indiana should be a, should be a win. Then they play Penn State and Michigan State at home. So yep. um, you know that favorite in all, games, in all those. Though. Yeah, they, they'll look. Yeah, I mean they'll be. They're minus three and a half at Iowa. Uh, yep. And then what are they? About a touchdown against Penn State. A little minus bit minus seven and a half. A little and bit eight more, and a half yep. versus Michigan State. So yeah, I mean, basically should win a lot of these games, but a lot of these numbers are based again on what you know and what you saw last year. So um, I think I expect some of these games to be tighter. I expect there to be some quote-unquote upsets there, whether it be a, a game at home against Penn State or Michigan State or at Iowa. Um, you know, They also have to host Nebraska later on in the year, which we'll talk a little bit about Nebraska, who's going to be, um, in my opinion, uh, better uh, than their record has showed. Um, mm -hmm. And they do finish at Ohio State, where they'll probably be about two touchdown dogs. So um, offensively, I'm a little less concerned. Um, they return nine starters. Their wide receivers will be really, really good and back, um, you know, as long as, and this is, again, a big question mark, Cade McNamara can get the job done. I mean, he didn't really impress me terribly too much last year. He, I don't think he had to do that much, especially with that defense. Um, but they're also going to have new offensive coordinators. They're doing like a, a split or a duo of, of offensive coordinators, which always has Red me. Flag. Yeah, definitely got me a little nervous. Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore um, after the, the purchase, uh, departure of Gaddis to University of mm -hmm. Miami. So, um, 
They also get some transfers up front. So it's almost actually as if they're returning almost their entire offense. Um, So like I said, as long as McNamara clicks and he can um, play well and and manage the game, the offense should be fine. Um, It's going to be the defense uh, again. um, Can they step up? Can they play? They only have four returning starters. So um, I'm not too confident that they'll get back to kind of double digit wins. And that with that number sitting at nine and a half, um, I'm probably staying away. And and the reason is that the schedule is not as difficult as it has been. No, certainly isn't. And again, you're going to be four and oh, almost certainly. So that's a thing. I, I will say, they have the number one special teams in the country by my rankings, number two offensive line in the country. So that's going to be huge, especially with all the guys that they lost on defense, Hutchinson, Ross, uh, Ajabo Gray. So Cade McNamara is going to have to step up. 15 touchdowns, six picks last year. Not enough when the defense is due to regress based upon losing all of those guys. I will say this as far as one thing I always look at is how a team did in close games last year. They did have three close wins last year in that 11-1 campaign. They won by seven against Rutgers. They won by three against Nebraska, as did a lot of people. They won by four against Penn State. Any of those coin flippy type games, they're losing. And then, of course, they lost by four at Michigan State when they were the number six team in the country as as four-point favorites. So, look, there's just a lot of red flags for me. This would normally be an under I would absolutely be pounding, right? If it this checks all the boxes schedule. for me between, yep. Yep, the, between losing the coaches, losing – top-notch talent, um, just sort of where they were at from last year versus this year with a two-game bump in that season win total. Um, But, man, you mentioned those first four games, and then they sort of have, quote-unquote, other gimme games at Indiana, at Rutgers, home Illinois. So that's most likely six or seven wins right there. So you're basically betting on these other games. He's at Iowa's, Penn State, Michigan State, Nebraska, at Ohio State which they are plus 14 and a half right now, which they probably will lose in a huge revenge game for Ohio state. So they're going to need to see only some, looking under here. They're going to need to see some, some guys on defense really step up. They have zero seniors starting. Um, so where, where's that leadership going to come from? You know, you got Motsy Smith up front, big, big man, six, three, three thirty. about, um, you know, got a lot of playing time played really well last year. Like, will we see the leadership come from him? Someone at linebacker in the defense defensive secondary, who knows, but, um, someone's going to really need to step up there and, and take the reins of the defense and, and get them to play above, um, their talent. Yep. I agreed with you there. It sounds like we're pretty much on the same page as far as Michigan and potentially playing this win total here, moving on to the Penn state Nittany Lions season win total eight and a half for James Franklin in his ninth year. I saw that it was crazy. He's been there for nine years. Uh, season one total again, eight and a half plus one Oh five on the over minus minus one twenty five on the under season to win this division plus nine fifty to win the conference 16 to one national title, Penn state hundred to one. Look, Wags, we just talked about close losses, close wins, close losses, that kind of thing. Penn State had three close losses last year. Unlike Michigan, who had those three close wins, Penn State had three close losses. So often when you see that, this was a seven-win team last year. That number very often increases in the following year. Um, But, man, they only returned four starters on defense they're just 11 and 11 in their last 22 games as well. So, you know, a lot of hype for James Franklin. They had that 11 and 2 campaign in 2019. They won nine games in 18. They won 11 games in 17. But since then, as I mentioned, over the last 22 games, just 11 and 11. So, as of now, schedule is not great. They just start off at Purdue. They're minus three in that game, September 1. A lot of sharp money has come in on Purdue so far. Uh, big home spot for, for Purdue there Thursday night going to be a big game there wouldn't shock me at all to see Purdue pull off that upset there so a win total that I am currently not on myself yeah and another new defensive coordinator situation Manny Diaz head coach from Miami your boy coming into uh, a great role for him and to be honest look uh, as bitter and, and upset as Miami fans were at Manny Diaz as a head coach he's back into a spot of comfort Uh, doesn't have to deal with the media, doesn't have to deal with the fans. Manny Diaz is a great defensive coordinator. And you saw that in the prior to him becoming the head coach at Miami, he was, he had that defense working at, at, you know, 
just incredibly well. Um, you know, he, he, he switches it up. He's get blitz packages going. Um, you know, I think he's just in a much better position now, like you mentioned, only four defensive starters, um, probably not what he wants, but, um, they're getting a couple of guys back from injury. So, you know, those, those four starters actually goes up to like six or seven. Um, and if they could stay healthy, this defense could be really good. Um, and by the way, last year, I mean, they're, they, they were the sixth best defense in the nation in scoring. Yeah. So 17, they were solid. So they were very good. It's 17.3 points allowed a game. Yep. A- incredible. They returned seven on offense. But, you know, you see Clifford there as running the offense, what seems to be That's like a question his, mark for me. his, his yep. 38th year at Penn State. Like, he's been there forever. <laughs> um, and he really hasn't been able to get over uh, the hump as far as, like, having a breakout season. Last year, I think he threw for about 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like, decent numbers, not great, you know. He's not getting into the 4,000 yards passing and, and he had a great receiver in Dotson. So, um, but they, the, the, they have a whole slew of receivers. So even though Dotson departs, they do have guys who could step up. Um, my biggest concern, which again, for, for a team like Penn state is on their offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when they play a top defense, it's going to be a problem. Their running game has struggled in the past in the recent past, I should say, um, and with an offensive line that needs a lot of help, not really sure I'm going to see much improvement in their run game. So, um, you know, again, the numbers look deceiving, seven on returners on offense, four on defense, but it's actually their defense that I think is going to play better. Um, and I need to see their offense and what they can do and, um, you know, what Mike Yurchich, Yurchich, I always have an issue with his name can do um, calling the plays. So um, again, very tough schedule, not, not helping the matter. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're top 20. What do you have? I have them at 18 toughest strength of schedule. I know we use different numbers though. Um, I have them at number 20. Okay. So, I mean, again, the, the schedule is not helping them at all. Like you mentioned, they have to go to Purdue. They got to go to Auburn. They got to go to Michigan. Um, those are three tough road games. Um, yeah, they have to play Ohio State at home and Michigan State at home as well. So mm-hmm. um, likely not really touching this. I want to see what Manny Diaz and the defense can do and if they stay healthy. Um, you know, you, um, you might find me on some Penn State, uh, you know, games, individual games, taking them plus the points or, or, or laying some points throughout the season. But I, I really need to see them gel early for me to, to hop on their wagon. Yeah, three of those games on their schedule. At Auburn, they're dogs, plus one. At Michigan, they're plus seven and a half. And at home, Ohio State, they're plus 11, right? So off the bat, you have three dogs right there. Yep. They had one of the strangest years last year, just in terms of, of ranking, right? So they started the season, preseason number 19. They won five in a row. People forget they, they won their first five games. Yeah, they they beat up Auburn. To number. That yeah, great they game. Beat they Auburn. a great game against Auburn. Minus five. They won by seven, one by eight. They covered. So they get up to number four in the country. Number four in the country. And I, I remember this well. At Iowa, they go oh, to at Iowa. Right. They were dogs. Yep. Remember that game? They were they they're number four. They were, yeah, or, they yeah. lost the game 23 to 20 ultimately. Yeah, I think they were but, winning the game. And then Ohio State kind of kept back. Clifford might have even got hurt in that game. I think that's right. So they go to at Iowa. They're at Iowa. They're a dog. Then they lose their next to three number, games. To number three, Iowa. True. And then they lose their next three games. They dropped all the way down to number 22 in the country, beat Maryland, lose to Michigan, beat Rutgers, lose to Michigan State. They finished unranked. <laughs> this is a team that went from 19 to four to a month later. They're, they're completely unranked. So all over the place last year for them. A lot of that had to do with Clifford's health. I, I'll give them that. But just uh, there's a lot of things pointing up as far as, as this win total. If it was eight wags, I'd probably take an over that if the juice wasn't too bad because I think that's where they land probably eight and four this year, but man, to go over eight and a half, I mean, again, they're already dogs in three of these games preseason and I lean Purdue in that first game as well. So not a win total that I'm playing as of now. I I agree with you. If it was eight, I'm almost surely taking the over. 
I might consider an over here even at eight and a half. But again, I'm not you. I will say this with 99% confidence. This will not Penn State's team total will not be on my card. Yeah, future. Yep. Yep. Sounds like it's a pass as of now. Things can change. The future card will be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll mention this. And now we're taping this middle we'll of the week here. Us, right. We yeah, we I did the agree. ACC pod a couple of days ago. You know, Hartman for Heisman, not not looking good. Hopefully, he's going to be okay and healthy and, yes, and all that. Yes. But um, no Prayer, one's really wishes, sure what, what's warm going thoughts, on. Prayers, whatever you want to do, out to yep. Sam Hartman. You never a non-football related medical yep. condition. You hate to see it. Hopefully, everything's okay. Absolutely, I echo those sentiments as well. But point being, you know, we talked about him. We told did a whole thing about weight the other day. Two days later, this happens. The news breaks today. Completely different handicap as far as Wake Forest, just gutting their entire team this year. So, I mean, without um, Hartman, I mean, they're going to be back to the Wake Forest of old. I mean, he. Yep. Their win total, I saw reopen around seven in some shops. It was eight and a half. I tweeted that out uh, a little bit ago. But uh, yeah, reopen seven. I wouldn't even be surprised if we saw some six and a half. Yeah. I I would not be surprised. I bet that total will go down to six and a half. All right, we are making our way through the Big Ten. Again, guys, we really appreciate those five-star reviews. If you have just two, three seconds, just scroll down on Apple iTunes, wherever, and just give us that five-star review. We certainly do appreciate it. It helps us grow and gives us the ability to keep doing this for you. So with that, we are making our way through the Big Ten right after this break. We are back, making our way through the Big Ten. Touched on three teams already, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. One more team we're going to touch on here in the East Wags, Michigan State, a very interesting team last year. Win total was around five. (laughs) This is a team that won 11 games overall last year, absolutely crushed their expectations last year. Good on them. Season win total this year, seven and a half, minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the under to win the division 18 to one to win the conference 28 to one to win the national title 120 to one. Now some might say this team won 11 games last year and their win total seven. It's not high enough. Some might say this was a season one total last year of five and now it's seven and a half. It's too high. I could see both sides. I have kind of one view on that. Uh, Michigan state, your overall thoughts on them headed into the year here. Yeah. Uh, you and I disagreed on them last year. I, I did I was very, very wrong. (laughs) Uh, Definitely underestimated the talent that they brought in via the transfer portal. Um, And this team went wild last year. Uh, They had a a stud running back and Kenneth Walker, first team All-American. They finished ninth in the nation with an 11 and two record. And and by the way, they beat Michigan um, in in a huge game, obviously. Um, their offense this year only returns five starters. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a big issue for me when I look at Michigan State, especially with the departure of, of Kenneth Walker, So, um, who had 1,650 yards about that and 18 touchdowns. And, um, yeah, I, I, they do get a, a, a couple of transfers. Um it's just I don't know if it's going to be enough for Mel Tucker and and, and you know the, going through their schedule fifteenth ranked schedule at least that's what I have I don't know as far as the toughest schedule um, they do start off against Western Michigan and Akron but they have they have to go to Washington um, that's going to be a difficult game that's a tricky game yeah very tricky game because I think last year we saw Washington underperform Michigan State overperform. There's probably some uh, bias in that number. Um, They also have to play Ohio State, Wisconsin, at Michigan, at Penn State. Um, You know, these are all very, very difficult games for Michigan State. Uh, And, you know, on defense, they they do return nine starters. I think that's a bright spot for them. Um, But they were ranked 55th in the nation last year in defense. So, um, they're going to need to get better on, on the defensive line and the defensive backfield to c- compete against some of these really potent offenses um, with, you know, kind of that operate very methodically down the field um, if they're going to want to compete. So seven and a half, again, I'll likely stay away. If anything, probably lean on the under here. 
Um, something to note, though, one one little tidbit that I like to give out here and there. In their last 15 games against Michigan, the Spartans are 12-3 and three against the spread. So Pretty darn good. They must get up for that game. Somehow. Yes, you would think so. <laughs> you would think so. So, and, and I guess notoriously, Michigan getting up for big games has been an issue. So, yes, yes, over the years, with the exception of last year. Now, look, you touched on the schedule. It's not the easiest in in the country by any stretch. I have mid twenty sixth as far as strength of schedule this year, so it's somewhat manageable. But, um, I mean, look, last year again, that season one total was five lags. They wind up winning. 10 games in the regular season to literally double that. But four of those close wins were under a touchdown. They trailed in every one of those games in the second half. So, so essentially coin flip type games, they beat Nebraska in overtime by three beat at Indiana. They won by five. Then they go to Michigan. They win by four Uh, final game of the year, Penn state. They win by three. You could argue the at Miami game week through where they were plus six. Miami had a ton of injuries in that game. They, they they did great, but I would argue that Miami, again, probably wasn't at full strength there. So point being, I, I liked them last year. I thought that five was just way too low based on the amount of talent that they had on the field. But now you're talking seven and a half, and you have to lay minus 130 to go over on this team. Between the net wins, between the schedule being much more difficult this year, the top – two of the top three teams in the East, Michigan and Penn State, they play on the road. They're plus eight and a half at Michigan and plus five at Penn State. Great. They get Ohio State at home. They're plus 13. So, you know, if they lose all three of those games to go over this win total, they can only slip up, you know, two more times. So that at Washington game is extremely tricky. And then, of course, they have other games that are tough. Home against Wisconsin. Um, At Maryland, that's one of those weird kind of tricky games that, Based on Maryland's offense, it wouldn't shock me at all if Michigan State cannot keep up. But look, Peyton Thorne was great last year. 27 touchdowns, 10 picks, 3,200 yards passing. So can he replicate that based upon a lot of the guys that they've lost? As you mentioned, only five starters returning on offense. The defense is going to have to catch up to that. But offense results in more wins than defense. Analytics data has showed this year after year. So when the offense regresses as much as this offense probably should – based upon a lot of those close wins, we see why a 10-win regular season team is lined at 7.5. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Maryland to get Tagaviola back. Uh, Some might know his brother Tua in the NFL. A few. Um, uh, Yeah, the other interesting thing that I noticed is they they lost – when they were ranked fifth in the nation, they lost at Purdue. We Mm -hmm. just talked about Purdue beating uh, Penn State the giant killers last man. year. Yeah. They were the giant killers last year. So good for Purdue, but um, yeah, back to Michigan state. I just, again, there, there's too many things that, you know, they're, they're over, overperformed last year. Um, some of their stud players are, are no longer there. Uh, only returning five on offense. I mean, again, the, these are all signs to me that point to an under, especially when it's inflated by two and a half wins uh, from last year. So, and oh, by the way, they lose Kenneth Walker, who at one point was the favorite to win the Heisman, 18 touchdowns last year. I know we mentioned him earlier, but just to reemphasize how important he was for this team last year, uh, he really opened it up for Peyton Thorne to really move the ball down the field, and he's gone as well. So, you know, if you can get a soft, not too bad, juiced under eight, I definitely think that's the way to go here. Um, mostly seven and a half out there in the market. But again, just based on where the look ahead lines are, based on what happened last year, based on market perception of this team, and the schedule is certainly not light. We talked about some scheduling issues earlier. Like um, when did the ACC the other day? I mean, some schedules are, are just a joke. Michigan State's is, is pretty darn tough once you get past those first two games versus uh, Western Michigan and Akron. There's no gimme on that entire schedule the rest of the entire year. I don't even care about Rutgers, Indiana, Illinois. I mean, they should win, but those are certainly not, not gimme. So yeah. uh, and, uh, under I, is the only way that I would look. Yeah, and, and and while Kenneth Walker leaves, I do want to make note that Jarek Prasard is likely going to be filling in for him, and he's not going to mm-hmm. be able to match um, what Walker did you know, not too many can, uh, but he was a Pac-12 os- offensive player of the year a couple of years ago. So uh, he's transferring from Colorado, 
So something to make note of that, you know, there might not be as big of a drop as some may think. Um, and they're also getting um, a couple other transfers as well. So um, g- going to be interesting to see how that all plays out for Mel Tucker. All right, moving along, we're switching over to the West, the Big Ten West. Team that's favored to win that division is Constant Badger. Season win total eight and a half. Usually this team's around nine and a half, ten over the past few years. This year, eight and a half, minus 140 in the market, plus 125 on the under. The win of the division's plus 190. Conference, 11 to one if they think they can win the entire Big Ten. I'll some thoughts, some thoughts on that. Win the national title, 80 to one to make the playoff. 10 to 1. Look, if you think Wisconsin is going to win the division, instead of taking the plus 190, you definitely want to take that 11 to 1. Oh, yeah. Uh, are they probably going to be playing Ohio State in the conference championship game? Yes. Could it be Michigan? Yes. Either way, 11 to 1, if you want to hedge it, the, the money line is going to be much lower than that. So just always be thinking about, okay, instead of the plus 190, which, which would certainly be nice you know, to win, there's only, in my view, about three, about, about not only, about three of the teams in this division have a realistic shot of winning it. Wisconsin certainly is one of them. But again, if you can get 11 to 1, shop around 12, maybe even get a rogue 13 or 14, that's certainly the way to go as opposed to just taking the plus 190 there. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, again, their win total eight and a half. They only won nine games. I mean, they did win nine games last year, and they're only returning eight starters. So mm-hmm. that's kind of probably where you see why that number set where it is. Um, but it is something to note that they started one and three. Their first three games last year, they lost to Penn State by six. They beat Eastern Michigan. They lose to Notre Dame. They lose to Michigan. Then they go out, go out, and win seven in a row. They were um, awesome, and, and yeah, they were great. Before uh, again losing a kind of really kind of letdown type game that we saw them play similarly in the beginning of the year when they lost to Minnesota on the road, twenty three thirteen as seven point favorites. So um, yeah, I mean they they're, they have a little bit of momentum going into the season. They won eight of the last nine games. Um, of their season. But again, that big drop in production, only returning five starters on offense and three on defense um, is going to be a little bit of a hurdle. Uh, They have to go to Iowa. They have to go to Nebraska, uh, which is not easy. And by the way, um, you know, they're going to have to play Ohio state, and Michigan State on the road. So, right. um, again, not the easiest schedule. They they finished the season at Iowa, at Nebraska, and then that quote-unquote revenge game at home against Minnesota. So, um, yeah, it, I don't know. Wisconsin, I think that the number's right with Wisconsin. Um, definitely some concern with their offense only returning five guys. They do bring back, and again, I don't know if this is good or bad, and I – the, the jury's still out on Graham Mertz. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah. the Graham Mertz experience. Yeah, exactly. Last year so, it was rough for some. Yes, uh, I, I will take accountability on that. Um, I, I was a believer, and he he definitely let me down. But, yeah. You weren't the look, only one. Yeah, no, I'm certainly not. I mean, there were a lot of long-shot Heisman hopefuls mm-hmm. out there on him. So, um, you know, the schedule last year – just did them in early, I guess. So, yeah. So, just from a scheduling perspective, so this year I have them at 36th as far as strength of schedule. Last year, just for for reference, Wags, they were 10th. They were the 10th most difficult strength of schedule last year. This year, they're 36. So, they increase quote unquote that by 26 spots as far as making it easier, right? So, you could argue that last year the win total was nine and a half with a much harder schedule. Mertz has another year under his belt. Now you're getting it at eight and a half. Uh, so I can certainly see making a play on this team. They're a bit under the radar this year, right? Yeah, they're favored to win this division, but Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, yeah, it's basically two to one. Purdue. You know, usually exactly. they're they're much bigger favorites. It's almost no. I mean, it's probably not as extreme. And we mentioned on the ACC pod with Clemson being usually eight to one favorites to win the coastal, not that high, but or, or not eight to one. Uh, 
the opposite, minus 800. So yep. um, not normally that high, but there's definitely some, some, I guess, less expectations here. I will say offensive line, that's going to keep them in games. I mean, it usually does. Wisconsin always has a good offensive line. Going to help with Mertz um, and, you know, to find some uh, possibly, you know, younger, talented receivers that um, need to step up. So, uh, but within, you know, out, out West, you also have the likes, and we'll talk about um, Iowa and Nebraska and Minnesota right there. So, mm-hmm. It's no, it's it's no cakewalk um, in the West this year. I mean, there's a reason instead of you know plus one twenty, they're plus one ninety, plus two hundred this year. So certainly get it in. Of course, the schedule makers did them no favors with having to draw Ohio State out of the East at Ohio State, September twenty fourth, plus seventeen. So whenever you have to draw the top team out of the East, not ideal for Wisconsin. All right, moving on. The final team we're going to take a look at here before we get to the free play in this conference is my boy. Kirk Ferentz, baby. Your boy. The Iowa Hawkeyes. Always an interesting team. He always has them ready to play for sure. Season win total, 7.5, minus 105 on the over, minus 115 on the under. To win the division, 4-1. to one. To win the conference, 20-1 to one national title. Wags, you might have some of those in your pocket based on your boy, Kirk. 150-1. to one. Where are you at with Iowa this year? It, it, it always seems like, okay, Iowa, season win total, 7.5, 8.5. Seven and a half, eight. And they always finish right around there. Sometimes they'll have breakout years. You know, ten and four last year overall. They got as high as number two in the entire country before losing at Wisconsin. But Kurt Friends, the twentieth, twenty fourth year at Iowa, which is just remarkable these days. Yeah, I, I saw that, and then I saw that he started in nineteen ninety nine, and it made me feel really, really old. So um, it's crazy. Look, Iowa ten and two last year went into the big 10 title game. Um, yeah, they got smoked by Michigan. Um, and then did they ever, yeah, look, they, and then they, they played Kentucky in a bowl game. They lost by three, uh, which and Kentucky had a very good year last year, a very good team. So, um, what's interesting is that in my opinion, I had to do a double take on why I don't, I don't, I kind of don't understand why this win total is not eight and a half and it's seven and a half. Um, you look at their last five years, eight and five, nine and four, 10 and three. Then the 2020 results are six and two, which basically equates to about a nine at win season at least. Right. Um, and then 10 and four. So it, it seems a little low and they're returning seven on offense and seven on defense. And by the way, they have like Mr. Consistent, Mr. Boring Kirk Ferenza as their coach, you know, they're going to get the most out, out of their offensive and defensive lines. Very tough coach, hard nosed coach, um, very good home field advantage, um, I think. And, um, you know, the, the, they, I guess as usual, and the, and here's the big issue, they play a lot of 50, 50 games. They got Michigan at home. At Plus Purdue, three and a half. Right. So to me, that's a 50, 50 game, especially mm-hmm. with the home field at Purdue. No Wisconsin. look ahead on that out yet. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you have anything. I have that. Nothing on that. Um, and at Minnesota. So those four games. And then, oh, the finale where they host Nebraska. So five games, in my opinion, really could go either way. Like, I'm I'm saying, like, I don't think they're going to be a favorite or a dog in any of those games by, like, more than six points. So um, I, I consider those, you know, very close games and uh, 50-50 games, if you will. And and I only have one spot on the schedule where I can pretty much pencil in or even marker in an L, and that's at Ohio State. They're probably going to be three touchdown dogs. 21 and a half. <laughs> How about that? Um, so, to, again, you know, going back to that win total at seven and a half, the last time that they won under seven games, aside for that six and two year in 2020, the COVID year, was in 2014. So yeah. – I'll be looking hard at this. Um, and if you look at the beginning before they have their bye week on the 15th, they're probably going to start 4-0, right? Those three home games, the Iowa State game could be tricky, but they're minus seven on the look ahead. So they probably start 3-0, and assuming they can handle their business at Rutgers. And then they bring in Michigan, where they're about a three-point dog. Right. So could they win that? Of course. Could they, they win could, an they, Illinois? They, of course, 6-0. They, yeah. they could be 6-0. I mean, I would pencil them in at 
five and one, four five and two and one. Are the worst. But yep. I would I would think five and one before they have Ohio State. Now they have a bye week before Ohio State, so yep. that's good. But they're on the road, so not so good. Um, but after that, they have Northwestern at Purdue, home against Wisconsin, at Minnesota, home against Nebraska. Now, if you're five and one, you have a win. You need to win three of those next six games. One of them is going to be a loss to Ohio State. So can you win three of those five? That's the question. Yep. So, so just, I, I agree with you when I first saw it, I'm like, girl, friends, seven and a half, especially at minus one Oh five. So you could even get some sevens out there, some really juiced up sevens, which I would probably lean toward just a few things that would potentially hold me off here. They do lose all world center, Tyler Lindenbaum, which is huge. Yes. Um, they lose Godson as well at, at running back. And then two other things. So turnover differential, something that I always look at. They had the fifth best turnover differential in the entire country last year at plus 12. Not going to replicate that. Never happens. Always usually goes the other way. Generally, not always often goes the other way in the following years. So they were plus 12 in turnovers last year and then close wins four close wins last year. So let's assume that they only went half those. They were an eight win team last year. So, Yep. I kind of understand between and the losses of those in, top in Spen- guys. And do you believe in Spence, uh, Spencer Petrus? So No, I <laughs> do not. He had 10 and 9, 10 touchdowns, 9 picks. Alex Padilla came in for a bit at 2 touchdowns, 2 picks. So uh, do I believe in the coach? Absolutely. Do I believe in the schedule? Yes. Do I like that they had a great turnover differential and won basically four coin flip games last year? No. So um, I, I hear you on the seven and a half. I think that's why it's seven and a half as opposed to eight, eight and a half. But um, man, if they can start four and oh, then they get in Michigan. They beat Michigan. They're going to be high, whatever, assuming they don't have a letdown spot at Illinois. This is a six and oh team. They're going to get national hype. So oh, I will. Well, that's because they played one good team probably in that five games fan. So yep. just something to factor in. That is Iowa. That is the big 10. Before we get to the free play again, the real Mr. ACL.com, ACL-sports.com. We're on Twitter. We're on the gram at real, the real Mr. ACL at cap and wags. Football packages are up. Futures package is up. You get the free futures package with any full season football package order. So again, you get the full season college, you get the full season pro, whatever. You get the futures package as well included for absolutely free, or you can just get it on its own. It is available there as well. Wags free play time we have a consensus play again with the acc we did it the other day with miami today with the big 10 i know we talked about this earlier we are going to go with a team that we have not talked about going with the nebraska cornhuskers we're playing there over seven and a half readily available at minus 110 now some might say wags acl this team went three nine last year you guys are coming on here and taking their over we are. We are indeed. This was a team. I talked about close losses, close wins, Wags. You almost have to do a double take when, when you see this. This team had nine losses last year. Seven of those losses were by a touchdown or less, which is just one of the more amazing stats I've ever seen. We're hoping, we're thinking that they're going to fix some of those issues, even if they win half of those. So they win four of those. That gets them to seven right there. The schedule is much easier this year. They should be. Uh, they should start off three and zero before getting Oklahoma at home. They start with Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, then they get an Oklahoma team that's a little bit down, and then after that, Oklahoma, you get Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue. So, yeah, pulling, hopefully we're in and around there at that point. Yeah, pu- pulling Rutgers and Indiana out of the East is going to obviously helpful. Help be very helpful. Um, you mentioned three and nine last year. They retain Frost for his fifth year. You and I, ACL, we're talking about a little bit. He um, pretty much begged and pleaded to stay on as the coach, gave up took a, pay uh, cut. took a pay cut, gave up some responsibilities. Um, so clearly another make or break year for him. They returned 12 starters, seven of those on offense. Um, they should open 3-0. and They do have a tough out-of-conference game in Oklahoma, kind of an old-school rivalry um, prior to all these uh, shuffle, you know, division conference shuffles. But um, – that's a home game. It's going to be rowdy. Uh, there'll probably be, what, four or five-point dogs. Did you mention it? Uh, do you have Not that on? Chip. Okay. Yep. Um, but my guess is that you know Oklahoma probably comes in around four, four and a half, five. Um, oh, in the Oklahoma game? I'm sorry. Yeah, I've seen anywhere from three and a half to six. Okay. So, yep. um, which which really isn't too bad, especially after like you, you kind of take into account 
who Oklahoma is, who Nebraska is in the last few years. That makes sense. You know, public has to play and set the line um, accordingly. Oklahoma will only have two games under their belt where Nebraska will have three. So I think that little bit of experience could help Nebraska in that game. Um, and they can potentially win the next five games before that gauntlet at the end of the season at Michigan, Wisconsin at home at Iowa. But I think Nebraska is going to be a lot better this year. Um, again, I mentioned they, that they draw Indiana and Rutgers from the East. Um, so that's going to be really helpful. And you mentioned all of those close um, losses last year. So um you know, they should be much improved. I think they do hit that. I think that's why we both agreed on, on this um, team. And I expect them to uh, actually give Wisconsin and Iowa a run for their money in the West. Yeah, I agree with that. And, of course, they lose 14th-year senior Adrian Martinez, who's <laughs> going on his 15th year in Nebraska. He's finally gone. They bring in for Texas Casey Thompson, who I think will be a huge improvement on there, give them, give them some stability Aside from Martinez fumbling the ball every other play, losing by three on the final drive of the game. So yep. that is the free play. We're taking Nebraska over seven and a half minus one ten is our consensus free play. That is the Big Ten podcast, guys. Hopefully you're enjoying these. We are we have three more college conferences uh to go that will be coming out in the next week. And then of course the NFL as well. We're doing about ten minute breakdown for each NFL team. Actionable betting sports and betting information on every single thing. We're trying to get you in and out with just the highlights stuff that can actually help you make bets anything else to before we get out of here yeah just a, a couple of teams to note that we didn't really mention minnesota will be in the west picture um they do get a tough draw in the big 10 facing michigan state penn state nebraska wisconsin on the road so um you know we didn't really talk much about them but they should be somewhat in the mix uh purdue obviously had a great year last year they should be able to get back to a bowl game probably so um but yeah and then in the in the east you were talking about uh really the only team we didn't touch upon in my opinion that has any i guess relevance would be maryland because they do uh yep. get back tag of tag tagly of tag of viola rick ross over here There you go exactly <laughs> and their entire offensive line so um that's going to be helpful they they do put up a lot of points over at maryland so just going to be a dangerous team there. Yep. A couple of those teams that we did not touch on are are, are on my uh, Big Ten Futures card. So, interesting. you know, you're talking about Rutgers, you're talking about Northwestern, you're talking about um, Indiana. Indiana as well. So, yeah, there's a there's a, a few teams that, again, we didn't want to do a deep dive on, but uh, some of those I, I know will be on the card. So there are, there's some value as you make your way down the board as well. All right. That is the Big Ten. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm ACL for WAGS. We will talk to you all next time.